Podcast world, what's up? Welcome to another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Deemer Box. For all of your Bluetooth audio needs, whether you want to charge your iPhone, whether you want to store a bunch of your gear while you're fly fishing, while you're on the boat, while you're on the road, while you're in the hotel room, if you want clear audio with bass and treble, if you want to hear those great songs that you love to listen to off of your Apple Music or whatever you get your music from, check out DeemerBox.com. It is um, easily the best I've ever used. We're up in Saskatchewan right now. Grant Kuypers has them all over his camp. Brandon Schreiber has them all over his camp. I love them. So check them out. DeemerBox.com out of Apple Apple Tree City, Georgia. They are part of the Zach Brown Collective Company, and they are awesome if you love to listen to music or podcasts like this one we're on here right now. Today's episode is also brought to you by Real Tree Outdoors. All of our friends down in the same state of Georgia, friends, family in the outdoors, the best camo patterns on the market. We've been hunting religiously with them since 2000. We continue to do so today with the Max 5 and the timber patterns for our waterfowl hunts. We use the Max 1, the Edge, for deer hunts, predator hunts, real tree outdoors, family, friends in the outdoors. What Bill and the guys have built there is on another level and we are truly humbled to be part of the Real Tree family. Today's episode is awesome. We're back with our good friend, MMA legend, Strike Force legend, Pride legend, UFC legend, Dan Hendo, the master of the H bomb, Henderson. Dan, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Good. Are you happy to be up here? I absolutely am. Two years in a row. Yeah. You sure. like Canada? I love Canada. What is it about Canada that it, that was such a draw for MMA. Is it just that, is it the hockey uh, mindset with the pulling the Jersey over the head and fighting? Are they, are they an aggressive type of person in Canada? Why did they love MMA so much up here? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, they definitely have their percentage of, of the people up here are big MMA fans. So almost more, more up here than, than anywhere else I've, that I've been, um, but I don't know. I don't know why they uh, they just have always shown it on TV and and uh, they just love it. I don't know. Where? How many times did you fight up here? I think I've only fought one time up here. Do you remember who it was against? Uh, it was against Rashad Evans. What city? It was in uh, Calgary. Edmonton, no, it was in uh, Montreal, Toronto. No, it was. Uh, I don't know, but it was cold as hell. <laughs> It was cold. It was in January and cold. It was? Yeah. So it, what was the outcome of that fight? Uh, I lost the decision. Was he tough? What was Rashad Evans? What was he known for? Uh, he pushed me up against the cage a lot of the time and, and uh, tried to take me down a bunch of times where I defended almost every takedown. So I don't think it was overly exciting of, of a fight. It's hard as a, as a guy that, you know, I typically want to go knock their head off. And, and uh, when a guy just wants to take you down the whole time, it's hard to kind of be aggressive and, and offensive, you know, when you're working on defending takedowns the whole time. So when you, you your background was as a wrestler and you're saying it's hard to want to go, you know, you're trying to knock somebody's head off with the H-bomb, but he wants to take you down. Was your mindset that you wanted to – make the fans happy and be more exciting than just riding somebody out for three, you know, for three, five minute rounds, taking them down and riding them out. Or was your style just, did it transition that you just wanted to throw hands more and and light the crowd up? Because wrestling is, isn't probably a fan favorite when you take somebody down and just ride them for five minutes. Right. Uh, Well, I, I typically know that that's my best chance of finishing the fight early is knocking them out. I mean, I'm really good at submissions too, but I I, I don't know. I typically typically just uh, like to hit them hard and and you know, defend the takedowns and stay on my feet. And, and that's what I did against Rashad. I, I think I defended take ten takedowns and he took me down for about two seconds and I was right back up and um, somehow he uh, won a decision. Did, were you surprised by the decision? Was it kind of like was it unanimous? Was it split? Was it something? Uh, I that think you it were... was a split decision. Split but decision. I mean, it was close. You know, I, I spent a little too much time against the cage, and and you know, he but he just didn't do anything to me. So, you know, it was it was just one of those learning experiences that, that you know I wasn't going to make that mistake again. Just. Uh, me having my back to the cage, even though I'm landing elbows and, and beating them up a little bit from there, uh, it still didn't look good. 
Yeah, and what about what he did to Liddell? Like he he hit, that's probably the hardest punch he ever landed in his career. Would you agree? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that was definitely a hard punch, and it was short little right hand. Yeah, put in the right spot, and you know, Chuck's chin was kind of uh, suspect. Yeah, at that point, that's kind of where it started going downhill. So, um, it's it's tough. Has UFC lost its flair, Dan? Like back in the day of that era of the the Ice Man doing what he was doing, and Tito carrying the flag in, and and you with the American flag, and the in the the you know Matt Hughes and Country Boy can't survive, and GSP. I mean, is it and BJ and has it lost its flair a little bit, or is it is am I just not as excited about it anymore because it's just so evident everywhere you look now, it's everywhere. Well, I think it's watered down a lot. Um, there's no big buildups to, to any big fights. Usually it's there's fights almost every week. So I, I can't even keep up with who all the, the newer fighters are nowadays. You know, I keep up with the, the fighters that I have coming out of my gym, and, and that's about it, I, other than the guys that have been around a while that I know. That's what I wanted to talk to you about today is like, you know, we've had several podcasts and you're obviously an awesome authority on MMA and the game. But what I'm more interested in and what you do in life is like the spirit that you have of building businesses and taking chances and and legit chances like you you're building some businesses right now that are in a in a, kind of in accordance to your gym and your fight team at Dan Henderson and you're going into the restaurant business. You're going into the brewery business. You're going into the distillery business. You're taking chances of, um, of a, in my opinion, one of the toughest areas to be successful in a lot of restaurants and a lot of bars fail. And I know that you're not going to, but the chance that you're taking with such the, it's like, a, it's just, it's a big deal. So I wanted to talk about like your mindset in the entrepreneurial spirit. And did you always have that or was it fighting? And then you had a little bit of money to invest, or did you always want to be that guy that was going to build businesses, build brands, have a, a bunch of employees, have a crew and have a team that, you know, builds these brands with you. So I kind of wanted to get into that today of where you're at with that mindset and is it an entrepreneurial mindset or is it just something that you it's just comes natural to you to to be able to start this stuff and you you have you've had a gym in temecula california for how long um sure we've probably been around about 15 years 15 years maybe. and and you so most of your fight career not most of it but the the last maybe 10 years of your fight career that's the gym that you trained out of uh yeah i mean the last 15 years since I've opened it, even before then, I was working out in the wrestling room of the high school. That's kind of where I worked out. I didn't travel around too much to, to train other places. I'd bring guys in to train, especially when I opened my gym. Um, you know, but I think the town that I live in is is Temecula, California, but it's it's known for a lot of wineries and, and uh, some breweries started popping up. And, and I kind of had... Uh, I own the building where my gym's at, and I have uh, quite a bit of extra space that that I was working on really trying to uh, figure out a way to, to kind of utilize that space for coming in and, and be a part of the town uh, and what, what the city wants and, and likes in that area is a lot of bars and restaurants, and people out in Temecula like to go out to eat and you know, it'll be uh, integrated with my gym to where you'll be able to overlook the gym and, and see what's going on and watch our practices uh, if you want uh, right from the restaurant. So, and, you know, restaurants are tough and, and we're not really, if it was just a restaurant, I probably wouldn't be opening it, but brewing our own beer and distilling our own spirits is, is what uh, kind of excites me about the whole project. So you've studied this whole, um, I guess it would be called this evolution of beer to where craft beer is huge in, in, in the world right now. I don't know how long it has been. I'm, I've never really been a craft beer guy, but you've put your mind to this and you've, you've focused in on like, hey, this craft beer market is strong enough to build another brewery with custom beers to sell to the public of Temecula. Is Temecula a tourist destination? I know there's a casino there. There's wine country. Does it draw a lot of tourist um, There's attention? a lot of tourism that comes through there. A lot of people from Southern California, you know, Arizona. I mean, a lot of different states and, and people that 
come to visit San Diego, make the trip up up to Temecula, which is about an hour drive. So I think uh, there's definitely a lot of tourism there. And, and you know, like I said, uh, and the craft brew has been around a while, but and, and it's pretty hot right now. But I think the craft spirits is, is uh is about to take off as well. So there's explain that to me. Like, so you're saying you go into a liquor store and you can buy a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of vodka, but this craft spirits is something different to where it's going to be more custom made at the place that's selling it. Yeah, it's it's not your your no, normal big distilleries. You know, to get a bottle of Jack Daniels, you can get whiskeys and, and and different things from different distilleries that that do it very similar to how craft beers made. It, it's it's got a little bit more love into into each bottle and each brew or each each uh, type of alcohol that that we're making. It, it it's made a little bit better and and uh, smoother and and just tastes better to a lot of people. So that's kind of what is going to be the next phase of of I think alcohol. Okay, so let's start with. I want to go through it step by step. I want to start with beer. Then I want to go to spirits, and then I want to go to the menu. How does Dan Henderson know that his beer is ready to be like, oh, wow, somebody's going to taste that and want to come back here in a week or two days or whatever and buy another one of those? How does the team know that it's ready? How does it taste ready? How does it feel ready? What is, you know, the alcohol content? How do you know at that time that it's time to go to market with it? Because it tastes good. Okay, so. when it tastes good. But everybody has different types of beers they like, and you got to get. Uh, a number of people in there that that taste their their different styles of beers and and that like different styles of beers and, and can taste all your different uh, recipes and see how they they like them and maybe you got to go back and and tweak one or two of them but once they're all really good and everybody gives them all thumbs up then you go to market with them and so what's the name of the the brewery going to be uh, the brewery is going to be called Seven Bells. Brewing and Seven Bells Spirits. So when you talk about Seven Bells, you could you would relate that to your career of, you know, hear the bell, ding, ding, it's time to fight. Because you're a fighter. Right. You're a wrestler and a fighter, even though, you know, that's more of a boxing term of right. ring the bell. But this has nothing to do with fighting, right? The Seven Bells name? Uh, no, it came from the old nautical days where they used to uh, use a, a bell system to kind of keep track of the time and the shifts that the guys are on watch and, and – uh, you know, every hour they'd ring the bell, and and you work eight hours. So on the eighth hour, eighth bell, you, your shift is done. But it also means if they ring eight bells, somebody died. If they ring seven bells, all's well. And if uh, sometimes if they ring seven bells, it means they got their ass kicked overnight, but they they made it through the night, and and uh, you know they're, they're going to live another day. So it kind of had a cool meaning that that we all liked that. That uh, everybody involved uh, really got behind. So this beer's this beer is going to be called Seven Bells Brewery. Yes, Dan Hendo's Seven Hendo's Seven Bells or no? No, just uh, just Seven Bells. Seven Brewery. Bells Brewery. And how many beers are you going to start with? Uh, I don't know. It, it all depends on on what we, we get out with. But you know, at least six different uh, different flavors type of thing. Um, Light beer, dark beer, IPAs, and, and uh, stouts. and Now, will this everything. be bottled for retail, too, or will it only be available at the bar? Or is no, that we'll, a goal maybe in the future? No, we're definitely going to bottle it. Um, and obviously uh, keg it as well, sell kegs. And, and most of those will, will go out locally if, originally. And, and definitely going to be trying to, uh, once we get our recipes right, we're going to definitely be putting them as many places as we can. So do you have any of the recipes right yet? Uh, not beer? yet. Not yet. We're we're just right now getting uh getting on on to finding a brewery brewmaster or a head brewer. We already have our distiller, but we're still working on uh on the the brewer. So you, when you go into this restaurant, have you given any thought in the aesthetics or the presentation of the beer? If I go in there and order a beer, what does it get served in? Is it a 32-ounce mug that's out of a freezer with an ice rim and it's ice cold? I mean, how does how does one come up with a way to be different, or do you need to? It's just all based on the taste and the effect of the uh, of the uh, you know the, the final beer product. 
Yeah, I don't think you need to be too different in that department. As long as you got good beer and and cold cold mugs coming out of the freezer, obviously, are, are the best uh, that I've had. So I love that. So you're a beer drinker. Yeah, I, I drink beer. I drink vodka too. But you're more. Are you more of a beer guy your whole life? I know you had. You couldn't drink when you trained, but was it beer most most of your fighting career? If you were going to go have a fun time, it depends on where I'm at. It's either vodka or beer, but typically, um, just to to I don't know, take it easy a little bit. It's beer. If I, if I really want to get after it a little bit harder, I'll go to vodka. So is beer, when you have a craft brewery like this, is the alcohol content higher than a normal Bud Light or a Bush Light or something like that? Uh, craft beer typically is a little bit higher alcohol content than, than some of those lighter um, established beers. What are the discussions with you and your partners around this, the, the, I guess the security of making sure that you're legal when you go into a business like this? Is it, is it you hire the best bouncers you probably know some good guys that that would be a good bouncer. Is it somebody? Is it something that you're taking very serious as far as like when you're serving this, you know, alcohol and 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 spirits like you're doing beer and spirits? Is it something that you discuss and have a game plan moving forward, working with the authorities and making sure that you're doing everything by the book, or is it just like, hey, we're going to wing it and, and go for it? No, we're not winging it, but we're not overly stressed about it either. I think you know we're doing the right things. We're going through the city, going through uh, ABC to get our proper uh, alcohol licensing and, and um, you know, and with the federal government as well. You got to get your, your okay with them. But typically it's, it comes down to if the city lets you or not. And our city of Temecula is definitely pushing to do more of these type of things. So they're definitely behind us. So you, you, you have the brewery Seven Bells. So now when you move into the spirits, you're you're saying that keeps the same exact name, same exact logo. It's just going to be on a bottle of Dan Henderson custom whiskey or vodka. Yeah. Is your name attached to this brand? Uh, no, but the, the restaurant establishment is going to be called Hendo's Barrel House. So the food part's Hendo's Barrel House, but the actual, the actual if you bought it at retail or ordered some of the beer, it wouldn't have the, the Barrel House name on it. It would just have the Seven Bells name on Correct. it. Correct. So how are you? How did you find this distiller? How what makes him so special that that you entrusted in him to to get the product that you need to put your name on with Seven Bells? Uh, he is part of another distillery down in San Diego area where they they he's won some um, some gold medals with some of the rums that he's made and and you know has a ton of different ideas and and different recipes that he's uh, anxious to to start getting out there for us and and you know they're also looking to possibly distill that distillery at our place as well because um, we're going to have a pretty big system that that we're putting in so, so the liquor and the spirits will be made right on the site right there by your gym as oh, well absolutely yeah everything everything so will it be see-through like glass to where your customers can see this all going on with them yep. with you, the barrels working the machines yeah, working? you're, you're going to be able to sit at the bar and right behind the bar through Tempered glass is uh, the distillery. Really? Now, will there be tempered glass before the gym, too? No, you don't really need that. There will be uh, glass buried, but not tempered glass. It's just uh, to keep the, the gym smells out of the restaurant and the restaurant smells out of the gym. So the fighters don't get hungry and miss weight? Yeah. <laughs> they get up there. So what is, what is the idea about the spirits part of this? Is like, if I go into this bar, can I get a Jack and Coke or can I only get Dan Henderson's custom whiskey that he's going to have or are you guys going to offer everything we're going to offer everything the great thing about uh the new laws in california that have been around a couple years now that when you get your distillery license to to distill alcohol as long as you have a full kitchen you're basically allowed to sell any other mixed drinks any other alcohol you want they can also go home with two or three of your bottles of alcohol Oh, and cash and carry the kind of stuff. You can yeah. sell it at retail there. Yep. So how cool is this label? As long gonna... as it was distilled on site. As long as it was distilled on site. Yep. So they can't carry home a bottle of Jack out of you. Nope. You're, not, you're not federally regulated to sell that liquor. No. Nope. Just, Just yours. Yeah. And beer. Correct. So is that going to be to where you come in, you're going to have a separate section in this location to where you're going to sell this stuff, or is it just order at the bar? Uh, well, you can order from the waitress. They'll go get it for you, but... The brewery's got to be a little bit separate from the distillery as well. 
separated by just a glass door. We'll have our own little tasting room for the the beer, but you can order beer inside the restaurant as well. So, and what what is the um, the secret to spirits? Is it is it the same thing as beer? I, I, is the the taste has got to be dead on with that because sometimes you taste a whiskey or something and you're just like, oh my, you know, like, is it really temperamental when you start dealing with that? Like, I'm not a distiller, but I can tell you that, you know, I mean, you know, tasting alcohol, if it's real smooth, then you're doing a good job. And then, then it's a matter of also flavoring it, the right flavor of what you're trying to achieve. So what all are you going to achieve? What kind of liquors are you doing? Are you uh, we're doing going to G- do a little of each. I'd actually love to uh, attempt some sort of tequila, except for it's not made in tequila, Mexico. So I don't know what we're going to do about that. But I love tequila. I love vodka. And we're going to have some flavored vodkas. Rums? I'm sure we'll have a, a rum, especially. Gin? I think we've uh, we definitely have talked about gin since it's made a, a comeback in the last few years. Yeah. A lot of pe- a lot more people are uh, drinking gin again. And then bourbon whiskeys. Yeah, bourbon whiskeys for sure. And do you have any idea yet what your labels are going to look like on these bottles? Have you got a logo that's going to be on them that's going to be consistent? That, I can just picture some cool ass logo. There with will the- be a logo that's consistent, but we haven't. Uh, nailed down a final logo we've had a bunch of different renditions that 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 are close but we're narrowing it down so can one expect friday night temecula california they're eating their t-bone and hendo walks by and asks them like hey how's the food how's the service can i get you guys another beer are you going to be interactive and engaged with your customer base because you're the face of it i've seen it I've, it's no secret you're a celebrity it happened yesterday at the bank in saskatoon canada you get recognized everywhere you go and i know that you're humbled by that but i would think that that could be a you know you could probably get pretty tied up if you walked in there is it just going to be on special occasions now, i'm going to be in there quite a bit um I don't know if I'm going to be the guy asking if they need another drink or if they need anything at their table, but um, I'll definitely be around and interacting with people there um, for sure. I mean, I I plan on eating quite a few meals there and drinking quite a few drinks there and watching all the fights there. So when you say watch the fights, you're you're are you referring to the Dan Henderson fight nights? Or are you going to have big UFC viewing parties? Are you? No, gonna- we're going to have uh, both. Obviously, about we've been trying to do my fight night uh, live fights at my gym, amateur fights about four times a year, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, and then, you know, big UFC fights, big Bellator fights. We'll, we'll have viewing parties there, and you know, I'll be there watching the fights as well with uh, with all the patrons. So, I'm excited about it. We'll, we'll be like a uh, a sports bar, country bar steakhouse type type thing with definitely some some good old bar food as well how is the aesthetics of the exterior going to change compared to what you have over the last 15 years is that being completely renovated and going to look like a a resort style destination it's going to the the building right now is kind of a red white and bluish theme and and it's going to look totally different it'll be uh more rustic with with a lot of rebar exposed rebar and stuff as uh some of the decor it'll be cool looking you for think sure. so? but it'll look totally different big sign uh i'm sure we'll have a big sign yeah multiple <laughs> i'm i mean i just i just pictured where your gym is right now and at one time you had talked about um before we get into the 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 menu part of it, you're going to have, you're, you're very passionate about music too. Is there still thoughts of an amphitheater or some kind of staging in here for live music too? Yeah, we'll have uh we'll, we'll work on putting a, a stage in hopefully an indoor outdoor stage. We're, t- we're talking about and, and have uh live music quite often there. Local bands, some of the buddies that I know from, from elsewhere to come in and, and, and sing and, you know, have a good time. And, and uh, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing that as well as, like I said, more of a sports bar, a lot of TVs to watch the fights. So if you had your choice right now out of your little, I guess just your little network of music that you, you run with a lot of musicians, who does the grand opening? 
Uh, I think uh, I, I'm definitely going to hit Craig Morgan up for that one. For the grand opening. He's, uh, well, he's already said he'll come do it. So. He's awesome. Yeah, I love Craig. You know that song he sings, um, That's What I Like About Sunday. Sundays? Dude, that song is so awesome. His new song killed it too, huh? Yeah. The Father, Son, and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. He's got a Redneck Yacht Club. That's What I Like About Sundays. He's got so many good songs. No, he's got a lot. And he, sure. was, he was a veteran. Yep. Fought for our country. Terrible what happened with his son in, right. I think it was Kentucky or somewhere. But, man, he's just a cool dude. And he's got – does he still have his own hunting show? Is he uh, still doing it or did he stop Yeah, I think that? he does. As far as I know, he does. He still does. Have you hunted with Craig? Uh, I have turkey hunted with him a long time ago in, when I was visiting Nashville. Oh, you hunted in Tennessee? Yeah. Why do you like Nashville so much? Now, let me ask you this. Has Nashville been an influence on your choice to go into this business with the nightlife, the bar life, the live music, the whole camaraderie of that city? Just That city's amazing to, yeah, to be no, a part is. of. Is that, did it have anything to do with influencing you in this restaurant? No, not not at all. I think the, the fact that I live in the town I do and, and my gym is right down the street from what we call Old Town, which is kind of the bar row of of all sorts of bars and restaurants. I'm a half mile down the road from that. Uh, and the city's really pushing to extend that feel all the way down through Temecula. So um, th- just that alone is what really pushed me to, to really try to do this. And it's not, you're not scared? Uh, no, I mean, it makes me a little nervous, but not too bad. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in the team that I have, uh, putting this together and, and to be able to move forward with, with these guys are, I think they're going to do a great job. And, you know, I, th- I think it, the biggest thing is as long as we have good food, good liquor and, and, uh, good service, we can't go wrong. And you're thinking that based on the the location it, it's a town that eats out a lot people are consistently monday through sunday they're just seven days a week the restaurant and bar business is happening in temecula yeah it, it's amazing how how much people spend on going out to eat in that town is that town an influence i mean does it have a good money influence in that area uh i mean there's the, definitely the the median household income is is a little bit higher than most places for sure and and I think that the age of most people there, the average age is, you know, a little bit on the younger side compared to a lot of towns. You know, people grow up in in San Diego or Orange County and and can't afford to to buy their first house there, so they they move out towards Temecula area. And all the little towns right around Temecula are growing like wildfire also. So colleges are... Couple colleges are opening uh, fall of 2020, I think. So you're going to be hiring an entire staff of, you're going to have your gym staff, and then you're going to have an entire bar staff, and then a restaurant staff, kitchen staff. I mean, you're going to have a lot of employees right off the bat in this. You're going to have a commercial kitchen, I I assume, right? Yeah, for sure. We'll have a, a big kitchen. Big brewery, big distillery. So, how many I mean, employ- have you even given thought of what I, the manpower is going to need to be? It's not even my department. So, no. I Whose don't, department I don't, is that? Do you have a GM already? Uh, we've got. Uh, we haven't hired a GM yet, but we've got a number of guys that a couple of them have restaurants already that uh, that are involved. That as an investor, they're involved uh, as investors, or you have a board of directors already, or what do you have set uh, up? Yeah, we have we have not necessarily a board, but we have guys that that. Basically, a, the group of investors are making the decisions together, and we uh, have certain guys in place that are going to be handling certain things, the marketing, the the distilling, the uh, running the restaurant. So we kind of have uh, that all set up. So you had, you had something go down in your gym over the last year. We don't need to get into it, but you had some issues with an employee that was in a management spot to where it took you a while to adapt, and you had to go back in there, clean house a little bit, and actually get back into the labor force yourself in a way to where you're, you know, daily you're working more. The restaurant business, it's no secret that you have to be able to either babysit it or have somebody that you trust with your life because of the amount of cash, because of the ability for a bartender to say, oh, my buddy's here, here's a couple dollars off your tab, or here's a couple free shots, or here's a free round. Your profit margins you're start, start to get broken into a little bit, right? right. You're losing your, your, your inventories going way down. And 
I've heard, I've talked to other bar owners because I have a huge passion for this business too. I used to own a chain of restaurants and I saw it firsthand of who, you know, how much trust you need to have because those places are open a lot more hours than you can dedicate to them. So is that crossing your mind of like this staff of how are you going to watch that? Is it, are you putting in the top, the top notch, you know, software systems to count your inventory, the shots, everything that's behind that bar, the amount of bottles that are going through it, the amount of drinks that are being poured, the amount of beer that's coming out of the tap. You guys, I'm sure that that's all being discussed. Yeah. Yeah. It's been discussed. We're not, we're not sure if we want to do that or not. I mean, I think it has its pros and cons. Uh, you know, people, people like to feel like they're being taken care of a little bit more, maybe a little heavy pour, but, um, you know, I think it all comes down to a lot of that comes down to your bartenders and, and trust. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to, uh, find good loyal people that, that won't get tempted when, uh, you know, when, when it's in front of their face. But yeah, I think, like I said, that's not necessarily in my department, but we're definitely been discussing. Is this your vision? Is this your baby? Yeah, absolutely. I've been working on this for a few years. I was hoping to get it, uh, a little farther along, almost ready to, to, to pull the trigger on this uh, when I retired. But three years later, it's, it's finally uh, under yeah, construction. Yeah, but this isn't some little 1,500-square-foot little endeavor you're taking on here. This is a legit, like— Yeah, this it will be about 13,000 square feet with a big outdoor patio as well. And, and uh, we raised quite a bit of money to do it, so— so I go in there and I open this menu on the grand opening. Do you have a vision for that? Are there going to be staples? Are there going to be American classics? Are there going to be recipes out of your mom and dad's cookbook that they had, your wife's? Is there going to be influence from the countries you've lived in and fought in? Can I get some good Asian food on here? Do I get good biscuits and gravy for breakfast? What, what Do you envision any of this yet? Um, I would say mostly American food, um, not necessarily Asian Asian food's good, but you got to have a good fun. <laughs> we're we're going to be more of a steakhouse, bar food, lots of good good burgers, good wings, good homemade pizza. Now, will you have, like, an influence from your hunting background, too? Will you have some farm-raised Axis deer available sometimes? Uh, we're, I'm hoping to, to be able to have some, uh, some wild game on the menu for specials occasionally, not all the time, but... You know, obviously have some really good food and, and good steaks and, and uh, you know, so, some family-style steaks as well. So does does your relationship and, and inspiration with Traeger come into effect or play a role into this at all? Do you uh, see them playing a role? Yeah, we're definitely going to have a uh, commercial Traeger grill um, in our patio that we're going to use uh, to smoke our meats as well as probably be our... Um, our oven for cooking our pizzas. Pizzas on the Traeger is probably uh, the best pizza I've had. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah. So many different ways to do it. So crush. we're going to have, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of our food cooked on the Traeger for sure. Why do you like Benny Kendrick so much? <laughs> you don't like him? I love him. But why do you <laughs> like him so much? Um, I just think his, his, uh, his attitude, his energy, you know, he just... He's, he's a really nice guy, generous with his time, and, and really does a good job cooking and, and also uh, showing me how to do things to make me a better cook. So I love uh, cooking on the Traeger, and whenever I have a question, I just send him a text, and, and he answers me right away. That's the best to have guys like him or Skidmark or Chad. You love Skidmark too, right? You've had yeah. him down, right? yeah. Chad Ward. These guys are so apt to help. They're just like, yep, here's what you do. Like, they don't skip a beat when you ask them. No, for sure. I've asked all of them on various occasions on, on different meets uh, how to do certain things and to make it better. So, and, uh, you know, it's it's hard to screw meat up on the Traeger, especially if, if you're following some sort of Traeger recipe that, that these guys, most of them created. So, so you'll actually have a Traeger section on this menu. Have you talked with Traeger about putting the logo on there and saying, hey, or maybe a supplemental menu one night a week or something? It's the Traeger menu. Yeah, we're going to uh, we haven't quite nailed it down, but at least once a month, I'm, I'm going to have a uh, probably a different Traeger chef come in and, and be a guest chef for, for that day and, and hoping to uh, put together where they're teaching a class in the morning and, and serving that 
food that they cook in the class uh, during the day in the restaurant. So, How cool would that be? Yeah. That's that's just that's, that's like I'd be envy, envious of this entire business plan only because it's exactly what I would love to do. I just think that the energy and the passion that could come out of your time spent there, it's just like there's no better time spent. You have your family there right there in Temecula. They can be a part of it. You have music going on. You got the good smells. You got the fight team going on. You got so much energy in there. It just seems like you like it, it's just a master plan to, you know, accelerate that part of Temecula that you're talking about that loves to eat out and loves, you know, has a passion for their sports and they get behind their teams there. And I don't know. I just think that it's going to be a killer freaking deal for you guys. No, I, I agree. And, and everybody, uh, all the members of my gym are excited about it. They don't want to have, to, they'll just get to walk next door and, <laughs> and sit down and have a beer after their workout. There you got your bouncers right there. Yeah. <laughs> No, we we definitely have a lot of infrastructure and guys that that are going to be able to handle quite a bit of uh, responsibilities and jobs. So we're uh, I'm excited about it. We're uh, hoping to be open within the next two three months, but we'll see. Sometimes uh, things take a little longer than expected. So you try to open around the holidays. Yeah, like maybe we're, New Year's we're really Eve party. Trying to open open before the end of the year, but we'll see. I'm going to come to the New Year's Eve party. That'd probably be a good one. Yeah. Since you canceled your pig roast. Yeah. I moved and didn't have it set up yet, so. It'll be back. I was hoping to have this, uh, do the pig roast at the, near the, kind of the grand opening of this restaurant, but. Are you worried that this restaurant is going to take your time and passion from your fight team and your dedication and focus away from that at all? No, I mean, uh, we we have our, our team practice every day at 1030 during the week. And and I get to I'm available almost every day for that. I'm, I'm unless I'm out of town, I'm usually there. And so you still love the fight game? Yeah, I've been I've been in there sparring once or twice a week with them the last couple months. But you still love the fight game? Like if you could do it yourself, you'd still get in there and fight somebody? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can do it. I, I mean, uh, it, it's just a matter of. Uh, preparing to be able to do it for a lot longer than I can do it right now. If I stepped in there right now, I'd go about two-thirds of a round. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, three or four minutes. But it's about being able to, to get your body ready to do it for, for three to five rounds. You're and, over and, that part of it. and Yeah, I just uh, I, don't, but I, don't, have, I don't miss the preparation at all. How many, how many professional fights did you have since that day in Brazil? Do you know the number? I know you don't keep track of everything. Since my, I don't even know. Is it sixty? No, it's uh, it's le- I, I would say less than fifty, more than forty-five. Somewhere I think when I was turning forty-five, I was going to have my forty-fifth fight. They said that's what I remember, and I think I had one or two more after that. Will there be any pictures of you laying somebody out, or right after the Superman punch against Biz being on the walls of the new restaurant? Will there be any Dan Henderson memorabilia? Because your office has like paintings and oil paintings and stuff just in stacks Are yeah you there'll, have room there'll definitely out? be some of that stuff there i mean fans uh yeah either send it to me or give it give me a bunch of that stuff um along throughout the years so i've really got a collection of uh memorabilia i guess uh with a lot of pictures but yeah we'll have uh some sports memorabilia up there and and you know, some couple of my uh, elk heads are going to be on the wall because since I moved, I don't have room at my house for them all. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we'll have maybe a couple guitars on the wall. Some we'll see. Dang, yeah, that's cool. So it'll be kind of a all around all of your different passions and what you've experienced in life will be the decor of the place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it'll be a, you know, a lot of rustic and... and but that's my style. So. With your with your new gig as an American actor, because you just had another gig, right? <laughs> what what show did you just record? I've done a few shows in the past. The King but, of Queen ones is hilarious. Yeah, Kevin James. Yeah, so I just did an episode, uh, a scene in an episode, not a whole episode, just a, a little scene in episode five of uh, Seal Team. So that's going to be coming on in a couple weeks, I think, two or three weeks from now. So is this something to where your agent, if you have one still, is like, Hendo, we could, 
maybe broaden our horizons here a little bit and, and bring you in as a and more of a regular on some of these shows, kind of like what Boss did on Kevin James's show that was canceled last year. It was I can't remember the name of it, but Boz Rutten was like a every day. He was on every episode. He was a main character in it. Yeah, I saw that. And, yeah, I think he had a lot of guys. That Chris Weidman was on there yeah. quite a bit. But, the, you know, I. I don't know. I don't know what I want, how much of that I want to do. I'd love to do a little bit here and there. So a guest uh, spot on, on one or two of these shows would be pretty fun. So what was your line in SEAL Team? Because in, in Kevin James, it was kind of like he turns around and wasn't expecting to see his team was going to fight your team. The the UPS drivers or whatever they were were going to fight this other clan of guys that was you and Couture and some other guys, right? Was it yeah, Couture? well, it was some other guys, and, and they were talking smack and, and – uh, he turns back around after looking at his crew that got behind him and sees the new crew that's standing in front of him is Randy and me and Trig and, and Rampage. And Rampage. And you take your tooth out or you put it back in or something? Uh, well, Kevin James, hit, you know, throws a throws a punch and hits me and doesn't really do much except for I, I'd smile at him and take my teeth out and and then I beat him up. <laughs> so what was the line in SEAL Team? Uh, oh, you can't well, I'll say let it you, I'll let you. I'll let you watch it, but, you know, it it, uh, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was fun for me to do. I, you know, I got to beat somebody up. So with, with, with this interaction that you have at all these different levels of music and acting in Los Angeles and all over the world, does, does, does Seven Bells and, and Hendo's Brewhouse become a celebrity destination, being in that part of the world, in between San Diego and Los Angeles? Does Joe Rogan come down there? Does actors and actresses come in and out of their musicians? Does it uh, turn into something like that, you think? I don't know. I mean, I would love to, to have – a lot of my friends that I know that are in different industries that, that are, you know, semi-famous or famous come in and come through there and buy them dinner for sure. So would I be included maybe, in that maybe, list? Maybe Chad from the Foul Life would, would get a free meal. Like a salad? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a dinner salad. <laughs> we'll I still want to know what's going to be on this menu, though, like what the mainstays are going to be. Is it going to – Can I? will you have a breakfast offering here? Is it uh, going to be open all, all day, every day? We will have – breakfast uh a portion of the restaurant i'll be open for breakfast because it's connected to my gym so we're going to be having uh smoothies and juice bar with some breakfast food up front probably more lighter stuff so not not necessarily sausage and biscuits and eggs we'll see maybe maybe on the weekends for sure but during the week uh breakfast will probably be a limited menu and then what about after dinner and nightlife? Is this where the stage comes in with the bar going with the dance floor? Correct. Or DJ yeah, we'll, some nights or stuff like we'll this? We'll definitely be moving some tables out of the way to, to get down a little bit. So you um, will have a nightlife here on Friday, Saturday maybe? Yep, for sure, especially with live music. If a guy wants to rent it out for a custom private party, will they be able to do that? Yeah, we'll have, uh, we have space upstairs that's more of a VIP area uh, that is built for renting out for for private events or or whatever and then also the actual brewery tasting room is is set up to uh host special events like that too corporate meetings and stuff like that and will there be any catering outside will you guys deliver food through one of these new apps that people can get their food delivered <laughs> we have a to-go menu can a guy walk in and park at the corner and or up against the sidewalk and grab a to-go bag uh i don't know we'll see I'm sure we'll we'll have, uh, yeah. I mean, to go food for sure. We'll just if they want to call in an order, but I'm not sure if we'll do the Uber Eats or not. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that like I said, that's not necessarily my department. The biggest thing is making sure that uh, we have good food, good good drinks, and good service. And you're excited. I'm I'm really excited. You're not nervous. It. Guy says this. I'm a little this, nervous this about steak it. Tastes like. Shit. I'm, I'm not nervous about that. You're not nervous about the quality of the food, nothing. you got the top no. guys that are going to be doing your food ordering and making sure they're getting the best stuff in there. For sure. Will there be a sushi bar attached to this at all? Because I know you love sushi. Uh, I don't think we'll do a sushi bar. That's a whole other can of worms. But it's so good. We'll see. You never know. Maybe, maybe you know, once a week or something we'll do sushi night. Who knows? I'd rather do a Traeger night than a sushi night. You're, you're, you're 48. 49, 48. Watch it. 48. 49. <laughs>
As don't, a, don't go into the 50s. No, I just want to ask you a question. As a man that lived his whole life as an athlete, as a guy that was just always active, and I'm not saying you're not now, but do you worry? Does it does it slow down? Does it get sad for you? Or do you have a mindset of like, man, all of that energy and passion I was putting into the training and the fights now is going into my family. It's going into my investments. It's going into my restaurant, my brewery, my distillery. Do you ever get down though, that you're not the same Dan Henderson that you were 15 years ago? Does it affect you at all as an athlete and a guy that had such a successful career? Or have you adapted Hendo after to be like, Hey man, this is the next stage of my life. 50s young as shit is 50 old. Do you feel old or you feel like you're ready to go at any given time? time to take on a business or or whatever right now well that was a lot of questions i know but it's you know uh, where I'm going with i it. mean i do feel older at 49 than i did at 39 for sure um but since i've retired i, I feel like i'm busier now than i was when i was fighting you know because i just i had other people handling stuff now i now i handle a lot of the stuff myself and so I'm busier now than I was, and, and uh, I don't know. I just – I don't get all torn up about I'm retired now. I'm not, you know, in the limelight anymore like I used to be. I, it, you know, I didn't really care about all that to begin with. I just fought not for the limelight. I fought to test myself and to really uh, try to be the best in the world. That's something I loved it too. So. Do you have any regrets in your fighting career? If you could name one, is there one? No, I mean, I just, uh, you know, it wasn't, it's not a regret, but I just wish that I didn't get hurt uh, in the training camp for John Jones. I would have loved to beat him up. Really? Why? How did you get hurt in that camp? Uh, just training, just, uh, you know, tore my knee up a little bit, and, and uh, my MCL got got slightly torn and stretched quite a bit and it was uh felt like it was bottom half of my leg was just dangling there when i'd walk but so you canceled the fight uh reluctantly yeah i just all, you know all the guys in my corners like there's no way there's no way and i was in the best shape of my life for that already a month out of that what year was that um why would you love to beat up john jones do you have a distaste well, I for just, him i just think um one, he's he's a tough style. He's a tough body type to fight against. He's a you know obviously very skilled uh, at certain things, and and you know I, I, but nobody's ever fought. He hasn't fought anybody like me before, and, and you know I was completely ready for him. And at the time, you know he was uh, tough to beat and getting tougher to beat, and. Uh, this is before he got caught uh, four times or whatever, three times, three or four times with performance-enhancing drugs. But so, what was your game plan? He's one of the main things is the distance he keeps and the uh, way that his reach. Obviously, get in front of his face and and you know not stay on the outside with him and you know just working on just certain things, but get, getting him in the clinch and just beating him up. Is there anybody in the game better than him right now, though? All-around fighter. I mean, is 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 uh, Khabib I don't know. there? I, but... I think since since he's really had to not test positive, he's he hasn't really looked like he used to. So I, I don't I don't know. It's hard to it, it and his legacy is a little bit tainted because of that. What was he doing before? How did you know? What was he doing when he when he became champ? There's a couple guys in that same category that that makes you wonder. It kind of puts an asterisk on on what they have achieved in the sport. You know, Anderson Silva tested positive. How long was he doing that? Which sucks because you know these are all guys that I've looked up to and and uh, was a fan of. At, you know, watching them fight. I, I love guys that go out there and just fight and get it done. So. Um, so I don't know who who the the top guy is out there right now. Khabib, Khabib's going to be hard to beat at at that. But you know, he's uh, really good at his style and what he does. Yeah, I would love to see him open up and get a little more exciting on his feet. But he's uh, definitely aggressive once he gets somebody down on the ground. Would you? 
would you want to be starting your fight career now or be kind of in your prime right now with the, a couple things, the, the, the ability for somebody to see it, the amount of money that fighters have the ability to make now, um, obviously things change over time. I know you made a good living, but would you want to be fighting right now? Or are you glad to be that trailblazer that, that put pride on the map and help put UFC on the map and strike force and everything that you did for the game? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, Yes and no on on that whole thing. I I I don't think I'd give up fighting during the time I did, but you know I would have made a lot more money now if I was starting my career than I was did back then. But the I don't know the sports just changed so much that I don't know. It's uh, like I, Do you like, like I said earlier, it's watered down a little bit too much, and and nobody stands out. Uh, you know, so I think it's it's a little bit harder for the fans to really get behind certain people. Um, what about the uh, ring walk that Stylebender did the other night? Did you catch that on the I fight? Not, I did not see that. You didn't see the dance. He had a choreographed dance coming out of the tunnel with other three other dancers, males, and did an entire dance scene before he walked to the octagon and then went in there and won the fight. I can't remember who he was fighting. Do you remember who he fought? Somebody, he fought uh, yeah, he fought for the, the belt against uh, uh, Whitaker. Whitaker, yeah. And he's tough. And he got yeah. he got smoked. I think second round, I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, I would love to be fighting nowadays that, you know, every once in a while just to see how I do against some of these younger guys that, that, that are tough. But, you know, my time was a while ago, not, not right now. But it, it would have been fun to fight guys like him and, all those guys, but, you know, it's just uh, something to think about now. Something, but do you still have a play? Are you still doing anything in any type? Besides your fight team and your gym, are you involved in any of this at the sport at all? I know you do some stuff for Monster and Bellator once in a while, but are you doing anything in the wrestling game anymore, college wrestling, Olympic wrestling, or do you have anything going on in your life anymore with that? Uh, yeah, obviously, I'd, I'd love to help support wrestling a little bit. I, I think Randy and Chael and I are going to get get on a, a little podcast later this week to uh, try to get a little bit more love to, to for Greco wrestling. But uh, no, I'm not really. Other than my my team, I don't really uh, do a whole lot with the MMA world right now. I've just been focused on getting this restaurant going, and I'm sure I'll. I'll re-immerse myself back into the uh the world of mma a little bit a little bit deeper once i get this restaurant open and freeze up a little more time Ooh, i don't know about that well i'm not going to be the one running it so you're going to be in there a lot you're going to have so much pride in that place i'll be the one tasting everything yeah that's what i want to come down and do yeah i'll gain some weight with you (laughs) do you do you think that the idea that you have as far as this Greco, this thing that you're talking with Chell and Randy about, is this something that you're going to start like this movement? Is that what the goal is? Is there something to get kids more involved in, in that style or what? It's more about bringing more attention to Greco. I I think, you know, kids typically don't wrestle Greco at all uh, growing up anymore where they, when I was a kid, it was freestyle or Greco, and I typically did both growing up. Now it's the high school style, which or college style, which which you know is it's good. But I wish that our country would just get rid of that style altogether. We're the only country that does it, and uh, to compete internationally, we would be so much better. We would be number one in the world in Greco and freestyle if we if we didn't have college. Style. And we just got smoked by Russia, right? Yeah. In the world. Yeah, kids would be doing it their whole life instead of typically if if you want to wrestle Greco, you wait till you're done with college and then you wrestle Greco. And and it's so different than freestyle uh, in college that, you know, it takes is a big learning curve. And and by the time you get good at it, you're you're a little bit old. Do you pay attention to that stuff right now at this point? A little bit. But Jaden Cox, amazing to what he did in the world. A hundred I think he went 142 to nothing. Anyway, he it was one year he did not get scored on, all the way through two world championships. No, it's definitely impressive for sure. <laughs> I was like, not one point scored against him. But we would be 
for sure the best country in the world if we didn't have the collegiate style. Really? So you, when somebody would go sign a full-ride scholarship to wrestle for Penn State or Oklahoma State or one of the powerhouses, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing now. They would be doing just throws? They would be doing freestyle and Greco. They'd be wrestling. So what's the difference between current college or modern-day college wrestling and freestyle? Uh, the scoring's quite a bit different. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to, to get scored on in freestyle if you barely t- turn your back to the mat you get you know points against you um takedowns are very similar uh you don't have you don't lay on top of the guy and get writing time to hold on to him forever they, they'll stand you right back up and get the score get get the mat match moving a little bit more college style is a little bit on the slow side and wrestling's already got a kind of a black mark for being a little bit boring or slow but you know, and they, they try to tweak the rules to, to make it a little more exciting here and there, but I wish we would just get rid of college style together and just wrestle freestyle and Greco in college. Really? Yeah. Is there a chance that that would ever happen? I don't think it'll ever happen. Not not for a long time. There's just so much history and uh, tradition in college wrestling that, you know, so does this mean that we have no chance to win the Olympic gold, or do we have a chance with what the, our performance at the World Games? Uh, I don't know how that I, works. As a team, I don't think we would have a chance. Who beats us besides Russia? Is there other teams? Is Iraq? Is Iran? I mean, Iran beat us? Iran's tough. I mean, Cuba's typically tough. I don't know how they've been lately, though. But uh, What about up here? Are they any good up here? Canada? Uh, Canada, Canada's got good freestyle. They did? Did, J, did GSP wrestle for Canada? I don't think he wrestled. I think he uh, he might. I don't know. I think a lot of it is wrestling. Uh, he learned after he started fighting. I'm not sure. I don't know his history. So he was a heck of a takedown specialist, right? But he, he uh, he's a great wrestler for MMA. Absolutely. He just did a thing. I was reading on. I know we got to get ready for our hunt, but he just did this thing for 75 hours. Hendo, he did a water cleanse. 75 hours, he put nothing in his body but water, which, you know, you need water to live. You can live with food. You can live without food longer than you can live without water. But could you do that right now? And I know you wouldn't want to, but could you do that mentally? Go 75 hours, which is how many days? 24, About three 20, days. Little over three days? Yeah. Could you do that with nothing but just drinking water for every day? I, I wouldn't want to, but absolutely. What I mean. Let's challenge each other and start today. Fuck you. <laughs> beep you. Beep you. Beep you. Well, Hando, man, I wish you nothing but success on the dude. I'm so excited. I just can't wait to come down. It's everything that I love in life: family, food, music, business, energy, camaraderie. Just the elk heads on the wall. You'll probably have a fish don't out forget there. Forget about the the fighting gym. The fighting gym, like everything that you love, is a, training. Everything that you love as a man is going to be inside this corridor. And right next door, in the same building, you know, we have a, a little spot that does IVs and recovery and cryotherapy, float tanks, and and all sorts of cool so you can stem have a, cell stem cell IVs and everything. And you're a partner in that. Uh, a little bit, yeah. And I did the cryo down there. That stuff's awesome. But you can go in there after a night and have a little IV therapy, you're saying. <laughs> we'll see. We'll work on that one. But <laughs> you never know. So Hendo's Barrel House, Seven Bells Distillery, Seven Bells Brewery, Traeger Nights, Live Music, Fight Gym right next door with the Octagon, Dan Henderson Fight Nights. You're going to have it all down there going on. A menu that's going to be very diverse. You're going to have celebrities visit. You're going to have awesome musicians visit. I could see Aaron Lewis being on that stage, Tyler Farr. You talked about an acoustic night once a week or something where you'll have a guy in there just picking. Yeah, once stories. over a couple months. Yeah, yeah for couple sure. Months. You talked about Leith Lofton coming in. Doing that. Isn't he awesome on the guitar? Oh, Leith's, Leith's awesome, yeah, for sure. Awesome songwriter, too. Isn't he just clever? Yeah. I've been saying it for 10 years, man. His songs are different. I keep telling him. Haas, your songs are different. They just need to be heard. And his new album's coming out um, in like the next three weeks. He just got it done with Zach Brown's Southern Ground Studio in Nashville. Nice, nice. Brandon Bell produced it, so it's going to be sick. 
I'm hoping that he names it uh, One Whiskey Away. Did you like that song last yeah. night? Yeah, that that's good. my favorite. For Dan Henderson, I'm Chad Belding. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, and please leave us a review and a rating if you have time to do that. We truly appreciate it. Today's episode was brought to you by Box and Realtree. Please support the partners that support us. You can find new episodes of our TV show, The Foul Life, airing right now on the Outdoor Channel. New merchandise at thefoullife.com, at the Foul Life TV. TV on Instagram, and you can check out the brand new The Foul Life podcast at any available podcast platform. All ducks, all geese, all the time. I'm Chad Belding for Dan Hendo Henderson. Dan, thank you very much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. You want to go hunting? Let's go. Let's go get a goose. Thank you all. Say life on earth won't last that long. What you gonna do when the money's all gone?